0: Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. We are a collective of simple churches bringing hope to our cities.
1: Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. I'm Joe Kammerling, alongside Brent Hofen, just a couple of disciples of Jesus who want to help others multiply disciples in their cities, and their region, wherever they are in the world. We're up in the Pacific Northwest, and we're continuing this theme of talking about praying, Before we go out amongst the lost, we talked for a few weeks, Brent, about going out amongst the lost, some of the things, our experiences, our personalities, how we do this as a group. And we started last week talking about prayer and preparation and a simple prayer of just praying that we could... Find a person of peace as we go out amongst the lost, praying that we would be able to see them baptized and then get out of the way and then disciple them till they can uh, then baptize someone themselves. And so that was our our preparation in this. And this week, we're going to dive a little bit more in with a couple of uh, different tips about preparation, prayer and actually being out amongst the lost.
0: I love it. Uh, This is going to be fun because we were just out among the lost here in the Portland area on Saturday. And we got to have multiple conversations with people and we got to pray for people. So we're going to get to share some stories um, that actually just took place. And there was a lot of you know, preparation that went into to that through in prayer. And some of the group that we went with have been doing four-hour prayer nights. So I feel like some of the breakthrough that we had and spiritual conversations we had with people was a direct result of their prayer times.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And we so... We talk about just preparing ourselves, you know, in prayer, we can hear from God and also with that mentality in prayer that we get that confidence. Hey, we want to find a person of peace. We want to find, you know, one this year. We said that was a really Mm -hmm. big key is this year. You could even be as bold as being like, I want one this week. Or this right. weekend as I go out amongst the lost, come on, and yeah, including that in the prayer. So I think that was that was the prep. Now here's an idea of like preparing yourself. I think praying to say, okay, God, I want to I, I want to hear from you now, but I want to be in a place where I continue to hear from you. And a, a good friend of ours and another disciple maker, Susie, was sharing about um, praying for people in the moment. And the interesting thing is that was a Wednesday afternoon. I think I. Th- uh, was it that afternoon or was it Thursday? I go out and I had an opportunity um, because I've been in, I've uh, shared on this po- this podcast and in that group, I wanna find the person of peace in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I just said, okay, you know, every time I go out and I go out with my kids a lot to ride, I wanna be ready to be able to pray for someone or get to know a new neighbor. Cause sometimes it starts with just getting, I celebrate getting to know a new neighborhood in this neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> There was one a while back, and I got a chance to pray for someone that afternoon, and I was just thinking through her teaching. I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, we had this long, great spiritual conversation, but I just said in this moment, I'm just going to, I wanted the peace. She was reminding us to pray for God's peace upon people, because that can be really powerful, but to just be in the moment, not a throwaway. I remember that she was sharing that too, of like, not just to like, I'm going to pray for you, but really just kind of letting it breathe, you know, that prayer and in that moment. And it happened right after we discussed it. You know, I it was someone it. I had met a couple of times, but really had to, had to break, keep, uh, you know, uh, being a uh, – uh, diligent about and persevere with. And so it was in that moment, and now we've started a spiritual conversation. She's part of my prayer calendar. And so I just think it's really cool that that happened right after that. And I was just saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. So I'm not sure quite person of peace yet, but just to be able to pray and have someone added who I didn't before and who's kind of not really connected just yet, has kind of like these ideas of God. And, and so anyway, it was just really cool.
0: Yeah. One of the things that continually blows me away is the amount of times where we go out among the lost and we do get to pray for somebody. And the response of them after we pray for them is almost always one of two things. It either has an impact on them and there's tears in their eyes, or they say to us, and this is almost mind blowing. That's the first time that somebody's ever prayed for me in my entire life. I mean, I've heard that so many times and it still shocks me every time. And I'm just reminded that, oh, my goodness, if if people would just respond, you know, to that simple act of saying, yes, you can pray for me and I'm going to give you something. Man, prayer really is effective. It works. It, it connects with people and it relates to their sorrow or to their pain, uh, to their joy or to their hope or whatever's going on. And, you know, the theme that we experienced even on Saturday, Joe, is that we would go up and we would initially find somebody who said, yeah, you can pray for us. And we usually open with something like, hey, we're out out loving on our neighbors today and we're just trying to encourage people. And we just wondered if there's any way we could encourage you. Or maybe there's a miracle that you need in your household or in your family right now. And there's a specific way we could pray for a miracle. It's so fascinating to me because people often will answer. Ah, uh, yeah, you can just pray a general blessing, but there's nothing really specific you can pray for, and so we'll pray a general blessing over their house, and w- and it's like it's like that prayer of a general blessing then opens up the floodgates because we'll finish praying and they'll be like, I'll, we'll be like, well, what else are you doing today? Oh, well, my mom's in in the house recovering from sickness, and we're like, that would have been a good thing to pray for. That's what I'm thinking in my mind, but then we often will say, well. Man, it's really awesome that you're taking care of your mom and that you're so faithful in that. You know, could we pray healing for her? And it's all like a light bulb goes on. It's like, "Oh, yeah, like they realize, oh yeah, I guess there really was something to pray for." And then we get a second opportunity to just say, "Hey, can I just pray for that real real quick too?" And it's usually then that personal prayer that that presses in to something deeper because it's personal to them. And it's not just a general prayer of blessing, but it's something that really matters to them. And God uses that. And, and, you know, we're believing that God will answer those prayers sometimes in a radical way, but even if he doesn't answer the prayer right there in that moment, or we never get to hear about it, being prayed for personally with something that's going on in your life is powerful.
1: Yeah. I I, I just was thinking back to this instant and other times, how many times have you seen people just, you know, weep? Mm. and have tears and it, i think that's just an amazing moment of this connection and we want right every time we're praying this about a person of peace this weekend but sometimes we can get so caught on that that we forget the moment is that that is the prayer that that is we've we've planted a seed and we know about the four soils we know sometimes that that the peace is going to be rejected but there's times where it's at least accepted and we don't know you know whether that person who's in the rocky ground or whatever it is, receives it, but Jesus never says it doesn't come back around ever again. You know what I'm saying? Like we pray for this person. Maybe they want a person to peace. Maybe they didn't share with their household. Maybe they didn't even, you know, lead to a baptism, but we don't know if a year from now or uh, two months from now, if something happens in their lives and then they find someone else that's not you that comes into their lives. So I think sometimes we just we don't want to take anything for granted. We want that moment. We want to see, like you were saying, God to have that miracle in that moment. But we just never know what that prayer is going to lead to and what that opens up in someone's life. Right.
0: And I think prayer is powerful because it's actually maybe one of the most vulnerable things that some people have done that entire day, week or month, or in some cases <laughs> they're alive um, because they just don't get to that place. And I was reminded on Saturday when we were praying for people that people even don't even think it's weird that you bow your head and close your eyes. As long as you tell them what you're going to do and invite them to do it with you. The only time it gets awkward is when they don't know what to do. So I was just reminded, like when you tell them, hey, this is what I do so that I can focus on God and focus on what I'm praying for you. And you're welcome to do that, but you don't have to then it gives them permission to do whatever they want to do. And because they know what's getting ready to happen, it's not weird for them. And they can actually focus on what you're saying and do whatever's comfortable for them. But because people haven't been prayed for before, they don't know what to do. And if we can remove those awkward moments, then they can focus on what they're feeling, what the felt needs are. Um, They can actually listen to what you're saying instead of being like, when is this going to be over? (laughs) And I just think, man, if we were known as disciples of Jesus who were going out to connect with people and and our purpose was to be able to pray specifically for things that would help them. We know God's faithful and he's going to take care of the rest.
1: Yeah. And I think the the other thing we talked about last week too is being able to have stories and and the more you're praying beforehand and the more you're reading stories, the more uh, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to stories that are going to fit with the people that you're actually out praying for. I was just going through Nathaniel, and that was one of the stories I shared uh, with someone. It's it's he's a little known disciple in the sense that like right, it's I thought that the the chosen did a great job of of kind of. Yes, we don't. You know, they're they're creating a fictional story around Nathaniel, but he's under the fig tree, right? And and so there's just a brief interaction. I think that's probably the only time we ever hear of Nathaniel, other than just being a part of the twelve. Unless I'm mm-hmm. wrong, I don't know. There's there may be something, but you know, this somebody idea, will
0: correct us if we're wrong. Yes,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Christians gonna we're gonna are gonna correct something? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, it, it's just. This idea of God seeing him, Jesus seeing him, even and we don't know what happened. Again, I thought The Chosen did a great job of like, hey, this is a possibility of this intense moment that was going on in his life and how quickly he goes from laughing at like, oh, you know, this, this Messiah is going to come from Nazareth. You know, I was trying to think of American equivalent. Would it be like Detroit? Maybe. I don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Or like if you don't live in Portland and you live in one of the suburbs to actually go into Portland. Yes. I mean, that might be similar. <laughs>
1: yes, might be similar. So it's just, and then he was all of a sudden, oh, this is the Messiah. It's like, okay, obviously this fig tree moment. Anyway, it was just, it related to the person in the sense that, again, they don't, have the, the personal, you know, connection, the baptism with Jesus, but they have this idea of God and they had them in a moment. And so to, to relate them, the, the story of like, I think it was something with the Trinity. They have knowledge. Anyway, it was like, I was like, Oh, your story reminds me of Nathaniel. And this was actually the day afterwards. And I read the story of Nathaniel and they just related to it. I'm like, once again, just two days ago, I've been working on this, but God created this moment and they related to the story. And I'm like, and I did it in this way that wasn't like, let's all, let's all turn right now to this and try to teach on it. It was just like, Hey, I was just reading through this cool story. I thought it related to you. And it gets back to just when we're reading and we're prepping and we're praying of like creating those stories that they are stories yes they're from the bible and sometimes you know how it is you 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 mention mm-hmm. that word and sometimes it can be apprehensive but when we just we talk about it in a story Jesus didn't say like all right I'm creating a parable now and it's from the father and it's like he just went in to yeah. the parable right and I think the more real real we are with the prayer and the story that kind of relates the more the people respond
0: well the disciples didn't even have the word bible <laughs> Because the Bible, the collection of these books didn't exist. So the collection of these stories weren't compiled yet, right? So they just told stories. But I think we've got to learn to not lead with words that that don't help us. And of course, we're not going to hide that it's a story from the Bible, but you, you yeah. don't have to lead with that. So I think if when we just say, hey, can I share a story with you that's had a big impact on my life that I think would relate with what's going on in your life? Well, there's very few people who are going to say no to that. If you say, well, hey, can I share a story with you from the Bible? That is radically different than what I just led with because now they're thinking, no, <laughs> I don't want any part of that, you know? But why not allow the the power of the word of God, the power of that story that Jesus used just as a story to have the same impact on the person as it would if if we shared the story in the same way and in the simplicity of the story, I mean that's one of the things that I've really learned is that
1: there's a lot of things that we do that make it harder than it needs to be.
0: Yeah. So let's just simplify.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and I think too as, as you're saying, we get into it. Sometimes people ask me, and I be, you know, uh, I'll say, okay, what is the discovery study? And I'm like, yeah, we use scripture, we use the the, the Bible as the resource when we kind of get to that point. Just the same way someone uh, in another religion would there. So I don't think you you're kind of hiding from it. I think when you get to that point of like, oh, okay, I've made it relatable. Now here's this word that kind of does is less scary because right. you've kind of shared a story in a way instead of having a th- theological discussion on a porch like some religions will do. I won't <laughs> name, name names, but you know it's that's that's what it becomes. It becomes two people interacting. And through the story or through your prayer, you're getting to the pain point of that person. And then the, we know the famous one from the woman at the well. I think when Jesus is doing this, he's just – he's he's getting the person to open up about their pain point. I was thinking that as you were sharing what you guys went through and, and going out amongst the lost is you're you're trying to – you know, the initial thing is, no, I'm fine. You know, this woman's like, yeah, I'm just at the well at this time. And, and Jesus is like, oh, yeah, really? Because this is not the time when most people are at the well. But he's getting to that place and he's doing it in a relational way where they can open up and she's able to open up and has this wow moment.
0: Yeah. And I think it really boils down to do we care about the person and do we deeply want to relate with the person? Or are we there checking boxes? Oh, check, I went out among the lost. Check, I tried to have conversations with people. Check, I got to pray with this many people. I think if we're deeply wanting to relate with people, it changes the way that we think. Like, how can I best connect with this person that I deeply care about? And what would help them the most right now? I can die to what my my way might be if it would lead them down a path to discover the hope that they can have only in Jesus Christ. And I think that's, that's really powerful. One thing that struck me on Saturday in, and, and I've, I mean, I've seen this so many times is that a lot of times when you go out into a neighborhood or into an apartment complex, the very first response that somebody has towards you is typically, Oh, and I know you weren't gonna name religions, but I will. Um, oh, th- these are JWs or oh, these are Mormons. <laughs> and that happened again this Saturday. And and there was this guy, he he avoided us earlier in the neighborhood, and then we completely re-engaged with him again because we there was 13 of us standing in the middle of the road, and we were kind of blocking the road, and he was coming through. And you know, he was like, you know, one of the people in our group stopped him and he's like, What? What do you want? And he's like and his very first response is, oh, are you, you know, fill in the blank. I won't see which one this time. Um, And and we were like, no. And he's like, well, then what denomination are you? And we were like, we're not a specific denomination. We're just followers of Jesus. And he's like, only JWs and Mormons do this. And, and I said, just in general, you know, Jesus and the disciples did this first. And he was like, hmm. Good point, point. <laughs> and you know, but with those kind of interactions, I walked away from that. And we had this break. We we always, when, after we go out with a group of people, we always debrief and pray over the experience. And what did you learn? And what was easier than you thought it was going to be? And maybe what was some obstacles that you faced that we need to pray for one another and overcome. And and when we got to this, I just said to the group, I said, you know what, I am, I am like kind of holy. Have this holy burning discontent right now. Why aren't disciples of Jesus associated with being the ones who go out and encourage people and pray for people and share with people? We should be the ones that are known for this, not, not someone else that's you know has a different agenda. And I was like, you know what? We, we're going to change this. We're going to change this in Portland. We're going to change this in the Northwest. We're going to change this. It's going to sweep across the United States. And disciples of Jesus are going to be known as the ones who go
1: again. I love it. I got I a little it. preaching soapbox right there. You guys, you, <laughs> right there. But you can see her too is we're not wearing shir- white shirts and ties. So no name be, tags. No name tags. So we can't be. And if you sang them happy birthday, is are Jehovah's Witness the ones? Who knows? Is that someone else that doesn't sing? So I was like, here we'll we'll prove it to you. We're not wearing shirts and ties, and we'll sing happy birthday to you. Okay. Plus I have
0: tennis different. shoes on and a Nike baseball cap. Baseball <laughs>
1: None of the above fit. So, uh, I know I, I I thought that same thing and I'm like, well, you know, we, we, we do, we have to change the the perceptions. And I think, um, it's one conversation at a time. And, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, so well we're wrapping up this week. So we started again, we were talking about prayer. This prayer is kind of the prayer a little bit before moving in, but also praying specifically about the scriptures you're reading, how to relate those, um, how to pray for people in the moment. So the challenges this week, maybe the next time you go out amongst the lost, the next time you have a neighbor, be prepared to pray for that person and be prepared uh, beforehand in how you're going to pray, how you're going to share your story, be praying about that as well. And just be ready again in the moment for when the Holy Spirit moves. If, if it's, hey, if you want to jump right into to declaring a miracle, if that's what the Holy Spirit, I should say, leads you, We I, lo- I love, yeah. you always preface that, right? You always say like, Everything we say throughout yes. the window, if the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, the different.
0: Holy Spirit trumps everything I'm about to tell you to do. So, exactly.
1: <laughs> if you need to go down to the body of water and baptize the person right there, great. That's what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. But in the meantime, you know, as you're gauging different situations too on where you are, like, oh, you know, I think this person is going to get to prayer. Okay, we got to the prayer. How can I relate to the story? How can I see if they're, they're uh, someone who could be a potentially a person of peace? It's just being in that moment. And it's all about the preparation of prayer and then being in prayer in the moment as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And my encouragement is that when you go out, notice I use the word when, because I'm praying that all of you do. <laughs> when you go out, just recognize that the results aren't up to you. You're there to love people connect with people. If you go out with the intention to pray for some people, you are going to face some rejection. No doubt about it. But I want to remind you, and we've covered this in previous weeks, but I just want to remind you about it. In Luke chapter 10, when Jesus sent the disciples out and he gave them instructions, and then he sent the 72 out and he gave them instructions, he said the exact same thing both times. He said, offer peace To the people, the households that you're connecting with, and one way to we offer peace is by praying for people. Hey, we're gonna. Can we pray this over you? This we're offering this to you. Some people are gonna reject that, and Jesus said the worst thing that can happen to you is that the peace comes back on you. And every person I've ever gone out with, when we get done, even if they didn't get to pray for somebody, they just people said no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want that. They all felt incredibly peaceful. Why is that? Because scripture's true. And when we're being obedient, the results are not up to us. But I'll also tell you this. If you go out with the intention to pray for people, you are going to get to pray for somebody. And it is going to have a huge impact on their life. And God can use it to redeem situations, heal people, bring hope to somebody. The results are up to him but he's the same yesterday, today and forever. So he might
1: even raise somebody from the dead. Waiting on that one. And I'm believing it. So let's, uh, let's close on uh, that thought. Cause I think we could dive in uh, later on as we go about the, the supernatural and what is actually supernatural. So I think that's, that's a good place to close though for today. So, Get out there, go out amongst the lost, pray beforehand, pray during, and again, don't stop sharing the stories. We hope to hear your stories, we hope to have. And if you listen and want to be a part of the podcast, get a hold of us. We'd love to to share your stories out there cuz they all encourage us. So, head out there this week and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Love you guys. Thanks
0: for listening to the Sent to Share podcast. Our goal is to encourage you to live a sent to share life with an aim to make disciples who make disciples where simple churches emerge. If you have questions about what it means to be sent to share, making disciples who make disciples that lead to movement and the birth of a collective of simple churches in your city, we would love to connect with you. You can find out more at senttoshare.com.